G'day and welcome to the Advanced Analytics Podcast. My name is Guy Williams. I'm not joined by my brother Paul. I'm not joined by my friend JT. It's just me and um, my demons, I guess. Uh, I don't know why I'm trying to do a solo pod, but I thought I'd just get one off quickly. It's time for Advanced Analytics. So... Game seven has just happened. It was a massive anticlimax as the Miami Heat steamrolled the Boston Celtics, even though they were in Boston. It was a great Boston crowd. A real shame to um, to waste it, but hasn't that been the last three years? Um, Miami Heat make the finals of the eighth seed. Um, the first time it's happened in a non-lockout-based season. I think last time it happened it was 1999. And that was a bit of a weird year. I think that was the, the year the Knicks made it against all the odds. Um, what a weird season it's been. Congratulations to the Heat. Um, yeah, it's just remarkable to think that this strange team could go up 3-0, blow that lead, and then scrape through. You have to point a little bit to Jason Tatum's injury on the first play of the game. But isn't that basketball? Like I, I don't feel optimistic for the Heat's chances in the NBA Finals, but um, today's game showed that if you put yourself in a position to win, injuries happen, better three-point shooting happens. Um, yeah, it's just one of those things where you get yourself... What's the name of the player for the Heat who did well? So this is the problem about doing a solo pod, is that I don't know the names of the, pl- I don't know the, names of the players who play the basketball games. His name was Caleb Martin. Caleb Martin had 26 and 10, and that's what happens as well. Like you saw it last year in last year's playoffs with games from Jordan Poole or um, that weird white guy for the Lakers, like pulling them through a little bit in some of those games. It's like role players in modern NBA matter so much, and um, we always just focus on the stars and what they're doing. We'll get to them in a second, but um, what a fairy tale story from Caleb Martin. It really is like something that every basketball player dreams of. He was cut from the goddamn Charlotte Hornets and testament to the heat. I mean, I know this gets over-talked about, but the way they grab garbage and make them into something, that is their biggest strength. Obviously, they're like coaching and team building, but player development is huge because if you look at their roster building, it's pretty chaotic. Like signing an ancient Cole Lowry, giving huge money to those guys these weird white guys who are kind of okay but can't play any defense. Like, I... Is his name Duncan Robinson? Like, uh, yeah, he's been pretty spectacular against the Celtics, but I think that more is a is a mark against the Celtics rather than a mark for Duncan Robinson. The dude can't play any defense whatsoever, but the Celtics fail to expose him. If you drive on him, you're going to get a foul every time. They're driving an injured um, Jason Tatum. Why can't the Celtics explode, expose Duncan Robinson, I'm not sure. I guess he's big. Um, but yeah, shout out to the Heat. Shout out to Caleb Martin. Shout out to Jimmy Butler, who gave one of the greatest quotes, I think, in NBA history. Um, I've got it for you here. I'll try and play it through the speakers of my computer if you can hear it. Check this out. Uh, so we had enough. Um, next year, we will have enough. Oh, sorry. This is this is the quote he gave after losing to game, Celtics in Game 7 in last year's Eastern Conference Finals. Sorry, I didn't give it any context, and it was going to seem weird that he was doing a conciliatory speech after losing. Um, Here it goes one more time. This is 
This is kind of thing. Uh, so we had enough. Um, next year, we will have enough, and we're going to be right back in the same situation, and uh, we're going to get it done. Uh, so we had. They got it done. Like, is that not pretty impressive? When he made that saying, I was like, no, fuck off the heat. I'm sick of your shit. I'm sick of hearing about heat culture. I'm sick of hearing about Jimmy Buckets. And I've doubted them every step of the way. I had no faith in them against the Bucks. I had faith against the Knicks, but I mean, it's the Knicks. And then I had no faith against them, the Celtics, and they've proved me wrong 100% of the time. I'm going to pick against them um, in the finals again, but I mean, at my peril, because like, these guys have done an amazing job. I do dislike the constant praise and constant camera shots to Pat Riley. And obviously, I mean, he's one of the most... Apparently, he's been in like 25% of NBA finals in all time, if you include his time as a player, his time as a GM, and his time as a coach. But um, I do think the Miami Heat's roster construction is whack. I don't know how they've pulled it off this year, but like it just goes to show that roster depth means a lot. Having a lot of guys that can step up and contribute means everything. And Caleb Martin has come out of nowhere to help lift them. I, I okay. Here's a here's a strong point. A, a popular narrative on podcasts and on social media has been that Caleb Martin deserves to be um, Eastern Conference Finals MVP. I would strongly disagree with that. Anyone who, oh, if they gave it to him, I wouldn't be like that's crazy. But I'd just say that. In any basketball team, and I could be wrong, like how am I comparing my experience as a basketball player to an NBA player? There's always a player who is the best player, who leads the team, who drives the team, who, you know, has to be faced by the defensive coverage and struggles. And that player is Jimmy Butler. Butler. You know, he's got a fight, you know, not a bad Celtics offense. He takes most of the, def- most of the, or actually in game one and two, they actually played him man-to-man coverage and he destroyed them so they had to double team him and um you know that helps the lesser players the role players contribute and i think if you picked anyone other than jimmy butler even though he had a few stinker games and he is very inefficient and he's a bit wavery waverly he is the heart of this team and you know he was pretty pretty effective even though he was the number one option um for the heat not to mention an amazing defender um jimmy butler deserving MVP. It's like saying Murray had a case over Jokic, but Jokic is the bigger name. But it's like, no, Jokic drove the team. Murray is the, yeah, is the scorer and can contribute almost as much as Jokic. But you've got to be like, Jokic is the man on that team and probably will get most of the MVP trophies. Um, want to talk about the Celtics because another big social media narrative is that Jalen Brown sucks. Jalen Brown has a terrible handle. Jalen Brown isn't all NBA. Jalen Brown, um, isn't worth a max contract. That is absolute nonsense, in my opinion. Um, it's just reactionary. He had a shocking game. He had a bad series. He had an average, disappointing playoffs. But Jalen Brown is unfortunately in a position where he, the Celtics have to pay him whatever he wants. Otherwise, he will probably be able to get that at some... Who's a shambles team? Like, I don't know who has cap space, but you know, like you just know that the... Um, to be fair, it sounds like the same kind of thing that player the Miami Heat would just acquire for a max. But um, I don't know, the sh- freaking Charlotte Hornets will acquire him for a max contract and, you know, the Celtics window will be open. This is a good Celtics team. The Celtics team went to the finals last year and made it to the East Conference finals this year, even though they, you know, have been a bit all over the shop. I mean, their stars are still young. It's a good core. I hate them. 
and I wish they would piss off, but they're going to be around for a long time. So it's like, there's no doubt that he won't get re-signed. Yeah, Jalen Brown is very disappointing and played poorly, but like he can work on his dribbling. And saying that they probably we probably said this last year, right? He can work on his dribbling and come back stronger. I also don't think I think that people don't account for like how intense the pressure is, and obviously the players that make it to the NBA Finals are players who are good under pressure, but you know some guys just get the yips, and I think Jalen Brown the way he would kind of start running and then forget to dribble and then dribble, but the ball's like about three meters away from him and then just like slowly dribble towards Duncan Robinson and put the ball in his hands. Like he's Jimmy Butler. Like just, you know, part of it could be, I, I'm a better dribbler than that. And I'm not in the NBA. Like I'm sure Jalen Brown in the practices is dribbling a lot and is an amazing dribbler. And I do think the psychology gets to him. Like anyone who's praying after games and stuff like that, is probably oh, we got an a, professional athletes are weird. It's so superstitious. It's so psychological. Being a shooter is so psychological. It helps being a Jesus freak like Steph Curry. Um, I always talk about one of the best players I ever played with um, was so guided by Jesus that he would run himself so hard in the beep test he hospitalized himself twice. Like he couldn't even accept his own pain levels because he was he had that much belief that you know he could go further because Jesus was carrying him or whatever. It, you laugh at it, but it does help if you have some sort of belief that you're magic. I was just watching um, an AFL player. I got into the AFL in Melbourne who eats grass before a game. And he's playing well, so he keeps doing it. And I was like, yeah, that's something that most people would say is um, insane. But, you know, like this is the weird world of sports psychology. And I just wanted to throw it out there. I don't know if this is true or not. But Jalen Brown is a crazy dude. Uh, I know that's true. That is that is proven. But I don't know. But I would say that, you know, the Game 7 nerves got to him. Jason Tatum got injured, and it was his time to shine. And he was not ready for his time to shine. <laughs> he didn't get the, the email saying, you ready? And, um, yeah, he, he went out like an idiot, unfortunately. Um, and I will just say that I do, while I'm defending him here, I do think he's an idiot. He's, he's Kyrie Irving, but less cool and less good at basketball. And his... Um, I don't know, questionable opinions in the embarrassing way that he defends them is, um, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty cringe. I guess, I guess he hasn't done anything too bad, but, um, even just peddling conspiracy theories that James Nathan, don't get me wrong. I understand where he's coming from. And I understand that a lot of these professional athletes, you know, they get their conspiracy theories are rooted in the fact that, you know, America is a horrible regime that has treated African-Americans terribly for years so I understand why you'd be a little bit like, yeah, the game and the system is rigged against us because it, because it is. But at the same time, you can still just accept that um, basketball was not invented by um, like a Mayan tribe or whatever he believes it is. There's similar games, but they're quite they're quite different. Oh, I mean, if you want to claim that, that's fine. But he kind of claims it's a conspiracy, and he he wrote Namesmith on his shoe with a question mark, and he spelt Namesmith wrong, which is just basically sums up the, um, you know, what a shit show this whole thing has been. Um, so, yeah, I, I do very much resent Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum just because every year they get they are good and they go to the finals and I'm like, they're not going to win and they don't win. They go to the Eastern Conference finals and I'm like, they're not going to win and they don't win. Like, you just don't believe in them. And maybe that's just my cynicism, but you're not like, like Jimmy Butler you like there's a bit of magic there 
and um, I don't think there's enough magic to beat the Denver Nuggets, but you've got to be like, I, is, I've hated on Jimmy Butler his whole career, and he's proven me wrong his whole career. And I do think Jason Tatum at least can become that player, um, and Jalen Brown can be an okay number two. But um, so far, I mean, it, it wasn't his fault that he rolled his ankle, but so far, it, even in the six games before that, Jason Tatum was like clearly not ready. And it would help if he had a another good player to learn off, or he had like you know it was supposed to be Kyrie Irving was number one while Tatum got ready, but unfortunately he's had to step up before he's ready. They also had that white guy um, from Utah. I, just, I don't even want to remember his name, Gordon Hayward. Um, yeah, speaking of white guys, one of the funniest things from the game was um, I like when the Boston Celtics. Wa- well, I hate when they wave the the white flag, like embarrassing, like. There's two minutes left in your season. Just play your starters. They should go out, like, you know, cranking threes and just doing anything they can to get back into it. Um, subbing them out, I don't really understand that. Um, they call it waving the white flag. And with the Celtics, hilariously, they literally wave the white flag where everyone they sub onto the court is white. And um, they had four white guys on the court at one time. And I don't know if that's some sort of, like, hilarious joke. I don't know where they got all these white guys from. Are they just, you know, Bill Simmons podcast guests who are sitting in the stands or courtside? But, um, yeah, what a um, bizarre way to finish the Celtics season um, and a disastrous game at home, RIP the Boston Celtics. Um, look, I'm going, I'm going on a road trip. I'm going to film New Zealand today, so I wanted to basically just do this pod to get out my predictions they always go bad but i'm kind of addicted to doing them at this point you can see how people become addicted to gambling all those gambling ads on like american basketball podcasts are plugging these weird like no money games where you just like prove your expertise and the irony for me is that i constantly try and prove my expertise and i'm constantly proven that i'm an idiot because i never get it right so probably if you're going to gamble hear what i say and do the opposite i would recommend not gambling i think it's a disease um that is going to severely affect um america if it isn't already and and now it's creeping into new zealand as well as we just privatized our gambling agency um we'll talk about that another time uh my predictions for the nba finals are denver nuggets and so here's what i learned from doing this podcast for four years is i always want to predict four or five games because i'm like i think nuggets are clearly the better team and they'll get it done however it makes sense to always pick six or seven. And you notice the smart, the Zach Lowe's always pick six or seven because it often goes that way. And if the Nuggets finish it off before six or seven, then you still get it right because you predicted the right. And it's like you didn't predict how easy it was, but it's always better to play it safe. Pick seven if you think it's going to be dead, dead close, but it's hard to predict. It just makes sense to predict six. Um, team, teams take their foot on the off the gas you know, there's a home court advantage and stuff like that. You never know what's going to happen if Miami... Miami are tough to play in Miami, so they're bound to get a couple there. Um, so I would say Denver Nuggets in six. You know, my heart says Denver Nuggets in five. Um, and I, I think Miami could even get game one, you know, just so so juiced up from playing against Boston. But they are going to tie very quick. Um, Denver is very complete. They've got a lot of bodies to throw at Jimmy Butler. And the with besides Jimmy Butler... Um, the heat offense is just not enough. Like I would love to see Caleb Martin continue at this production, but it seems like a you know a fairy tale that's probably going to run out of gas. And just like I told you, the the Celtics piss me off because they make it every year and they just they never do shit. 
Um, I do feel like the Heat have probably come to the end of their fairy tale run and probably will get steamrolled in the um, finals. I thought any either team that comes out of seven games of the series is probably going to be cannon fodder. Cannon fodder? Whatever that expression is. Um, is probably going to get blown away. I could be wrong. I hope I'm wrong. That's why my heart says I would love to see Jimmy Butler come alive. I'd love to see these role players continue to um, produce the weird Miami Heat white guy three-point shooters, make a few threes, and take it to six or seven games. But I think realistically it'll probably be four or five. But my official prediction is six, just so I don't seem like an idiot if it does go close. Um, But yeah, I, I hope the Miami Heat can at least make it a good finals. Because I've been a bit low after watching um, Miami play. I'm like, yeah, they do enough to beat the Celtics. But I think Denver Nuggets are a big step up. I could be wrong, but they've got home adv- home court advantage and they have the altitude advantage as well. Miami Heat on three days rest are going to be probably very tired playing at the highest altitude in the NBA. Um, that can't be easy. Man, I get tired jogging up my stairs to my third floor apartment. So I'm like, yeah. Jeepers Creepers, um, it must be brutal on these veterans who are already playing 43 minutes a game. Um, Cole Lowry is not going to be ready for these finals. I hope he is. Shout out to the Raptors. But um, yeah, the team Pat Riley has assembled is not ready for this. The Celtics at least had the depth and the um, you know the bodies to throw. you got to remember the Heat only have one center. They have... <laughs> it must be funny for Spolstra being like, Okay, we got um, a center. And they're like, oh, yeah, Bam Adebayo. Okay, who else we got? Um, an old white guy. And, and, and Spolster's like, what do you mean? And he's like, our backup option is an old white. And you, and you look at this guy and he's like, I can't even remember his name. His name would be like Cody or Zella or something like that. And they have this old white guy who they can bring on to guard Jokic when Adebayo inevitably gets just destroyed by a thousand cuts as Jokic just slowly goes to work on him in the paint. Um, I hope that's not the case, but like, yeah, I don't know if the Heat match up particularly well. And then, yeah, I think Miami, I think um, uh, the Nuggets will be able to stop Jimmy Butler and then the rest of the Heat, the, you know, the, 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 Ma- the Pat Riley magic will probably wa- um, wear off. Although I hope I'm wrong, you know, like I've picked against them three times. Uh, no, sorry, I didn't pick against them against the Knicks. I've picked against them two times. Um, Pat Riley's famous for going into the locker room and saying some toxic masculinity shit that somehow works. And hopefully he can do that again. I very much doubt it. But um, I'm looking forward to game one. If the Heat can come out and punch him in the mouth in game one and steal one in Denver, you never know. You you know, Denver doesn't want to be going back to um, Miami you know, 1-1, I wouldn't say, but I'd say Denver will probably have had no problem with the Lakers, have had no problem with um, any of the teams. Phoenix, who was probably a pretty good team, they were one of my picks. Denver made them look pretty average, and that's a team that has freaking Devin Booker and Kevin Durant. Um, yeah, this it could be we're seeing a new dynasty with the Nuggets, and um, I mean, I may have... I, touch wood. As I said, if I should really pick... I shouldn't say my actual opinions. I should write my actual opinions down, and then when I come on the podcast, I should predict, pick the opposite of that. Um, but I don't because um, I'm insane, and the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results or whatever. And I um, constantly make these 
very confident predictions that I'm a thousand percent sure of. This is why I hate gambling, and um, I get it wrong every time. So I hope I'm wrong. I hope we get a good six, seven game series, but um, realistically, probably the Nuggets are going to steamroll it. Um, I'm on the road now. I'm going to um, Christchurch, Oamaru, and Dunedin. So if you want to be in the New Zealand Today story, just be a fuckwit and hang out on the streets, and I'll probably come and um, have a chat to you. Um, thank you so much for listening. I love you guys. I'll see if I did ask JT and Paul if they could text through in their busy schedules. These guys are some of the busiest guys in the world. They're always too busy to do a 20-minute chat about basketball. Um, I asked them to uh, send through their predictions, and they have sent through nothing. If they send it back before I upload the pod, I'll upload them. But um, at least you've got my predictions there. Um, I'm rooting for the Heat just because I want to see a good series. I don't really care. Like It'll be cool for the Nuggets to win. Um, but my head will say that the Nuggets are going to steamroll it. I would say um, five, Nuggets and five. But I've learned to go six or seven if you want to be a serious analyst, and I do. So I'm going Nuggets and six. Um, we'll see you next time. And um, yeah, don't make sure when you're watching the um, NBA stream, you switch from um, the ESPN feed straight through to Spanish or Japanese language feed. This is good for two reasons. One, it means that um, you don't have to listen to uh, a Van Gundy brother and Mark Jackson, aka the most horrifying sound um, the world has ever heard. And two, um, it means that there's no, they normally, they don't show the party or whatever or the, the shitty crowd games in the breaks. So it means that you can um, very easily um, uh, do something else. And it's not until the sound comes back on that you know that the game's about to start again. I think that is a genius life hack. Um, you're welcome, New Zealand and the world. Um, I've been Guy Williams. Paul says he's too busy. JT says he's too busy. That took me 22 minutes. I think I'm too busy too, but I have bad priorities. And isn't that the secret? Go the heat. Congratulations to the Nuggets. I'll talk to you soon. Cheers.